Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Chris Paul to the Lakers. Kawhi to the Heat. Dame time traded to the Knicks. Eh, not so much. Lonzo Ball to the Bulls, though, baby. Joe Rigotti, hit the music. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. NBA free agency has begun, and here on Ken Lavica Live, even if we don't have one Ken Lavica, and you're stuck with Coquel and Regatta, we bring in the big guns. Our NBA insider, Mr. JMP, Jeremy Marks Pelts. You hear him on ESPN West Palm tonight. JMP, NBA free agency. Is that like Christmas for you? Uh, it is Christmas. It is Hanukkah. It is New Year. It is for me, as a member of the Jewish faith, and probably many of you out there, Rosh Hashanah, Lashana Tova, it is the best day of the sports year, and the Miami Heat, my Miami Heat, your Miami Heat, even though you're uh, sometimes a Knicks fan, they delivered in a big way last night. You think they delivered? So you think coming off this free agency frenzy where we, we heard some rumors that they were going after another big whale, the Miami Heat, Pat Riley loves his whales, kind of like me dating in college. Wait, sorry. Pat <laughs> Riley loves his whales, and they come away with Kyle Lowry, and that's that's it? That's that's your big moment? That's your heat glory? Well, that's who they wanted. But you think it's going to does it make a difference? Well, define what you mean by difference. Are they contenders? Yes. Do I think that they have the be- do I think that they have the best roster in the Eastern Conference today? No, I do not. Would I favor the Milwaukee Bucks or the Brooklyn Nets in a seven-game series? Yeah, I would. Although, I mean, the Heat. One of the things that I love that the Heat did is they, you know, emulated the Bucks' blueprint. The Bucks uh, were not a, a tough enough team. Did not have enough size and enforcers uh, and veteran savvy around Giannis when they lost to the Heat in the bubble. So they went out. They decided that the main upgrade they needed uh, was a point guard. They got Drew Holiday. Uh, they also added guys like Bobby Portis and P.J. Tucker uh, to give them some versatility, especially defensively. And so, you know, after the Heat gets swept and a lot and showed a lot of the same flaws that the Bucks did the year before, what do the Heat do? They go out, they get the best point guard, you know, not the best point guard available necessarily because Chris Paul re-signed with the Suns, but the best point guard that was most likely switching teams. They go out and get Kyle Lowry, who they've coveted for a long time, and it's always fun when you weaken the defending champs, take a little bite out of their championship, and P.J. Tucker, tough guy with the Miami Heat. So I don't think, Coquel, that the Heat right now, like if I had to pick, I would still take the Bucks in a seven-game series. But unlike last year, I do think there is a path to the Heat winning against the Bucks, winning against the Nets, winning against really anybody. So from that standpoint, like that to me is the definition of a contender. I mean, I, I get why you're excited. They added pieces and then they just rest on their laurels. I just don't know if Kyle Lowry does it for me. At this point, he's 35 years old. He's going to be 38 when his contract's done. They're kind of turning into an old team. They locked up Jimmy for another five years. Well, four plus the one he has. 
Are you worried at all about this? Or you think this – what I worry for Heat fans, this is my biggest concern, is Riley's going all in for one more championship before he's done and doesn't care about what's left behind. Well, you see, first of all, I, I don't necessarily – no, I don't agree with that because I think Pat Riley, as much as he says that he wants to retire to Malibu and you know have his dream home and looking to get out, I think Pat Riley – um, is probably going to be taken to a nursing home <laughs> while being on the phone with another team trying to get a whale. Like, the dude, the guy's never going to retire. So um, I don't look at this as one last hurrah. I look at it as they needed to make some changes. Yeah, it, it's a risk, but, like, as a fan, if you know, whatever team you're a fan of, like, if you're not a Heat fan today, uh, but you're a Chicago Bulls fan, you know, let's say you are excited about, like, Lonzo Ball. Like, no, no fan sitting here today thinking about, What's our team going to look like in 2025 when these guys are in their fourth year? Like, this is this is all about the now. And we're in the NBA, Coquel. Like, any bad contract can get traded. Like, there's no such thing as an untradeable contract. So, yeah, it's a lot of years and a lot of dollars for Jimmy Butler. It's Kyle Lowry's going to be 38 at the end of his contract. It's, you know, $90 million for Duncan Robinson. But you know what? Like, again, the Heat came into yesterday – not a contender. I believe after the first, whatever it is, less than 24 hours of free agency, they have upgraded their status to a contender, even if they are not the favorite in the Eastern Conference. First of all, I have an issue with you taking shots. As a Knicks fan, we're always looking forward to 2025. I've been looking forward to 2025 <laughs> since 2015. That's, that's just by the that's way, how the much of this year. saltiness is because the Knicks were in the Kyle Lowry sweepstakes, allegedly. We got Evan Fournier. Did you not see what he did against the USA Olympic team? He's clearly stepping up his game to hitting a real prime now. Right. And um, we got Alec Burks back. Mm-hmm. Nerland Noel. That's that. That's the free Derek agent. Rose. So glad we traded all the draft picks. The Knicks traded. That's what bothers me about the Knicks, though, is they traded draft picks again to uh, secure more cap space and had me dreaming big of, wait, Kawhi is opting out. I'll take him with one leg. I don't mind that. And then they sign Evan Fournier. That's the problem for me as a Knicks fan. But I feel like Heat fans... Instead of being beaten down and downtrodden, you guys get too excited about things like re-signing Jimmy Butler to a contract where he's not going to be good anymore at the end of it. Duncan Robinson, an average player, giving him five average, years, ninety million. What are you talking about? Well, average a, player? He is an average. He's player. arguably the best shooter in the NBA. But he's got to do it consistently on a big stage. What happened when he was in the finals and he saw LeBron James next to him? He shrunk. He shrunk. Duncan Robinson. All I remember Duncan Robinson doing in the playoffs was having like one six three pointer game after another. Until he saw LeBron James, and then he said, "I'm scared." Holy, they bleep. were without two There's of their LeBron top James. three players. I'm just saying that you're giving these guys money and you're trusting on things to happen. Plus, he's not going to get to shoot in an empty gym anymore. Do it for real with fans there too. Oh my god! I mean, it's not the bubble. Kyle Lowry's 100 years old. Jimmy Butler's 100 years old. Duncan Robinson, the playoffs last year, uh, on a big stage, only shot uh, 39.7% from three. The finals. Look up his final stats because you seem to have clearly okay, avoided that. You're finding that. like two games that Duncan Robinson uh, you know, didn't hit a ton of three-pointers. He, didn't, he, was, he was a bum in the finals. He like, wasn't I, good. I, I think, look, I think the big takeaway – from yesterday, if you're looking at it from a Heat standpoint, besides you know the Kyle Lowry move and some of the other moves they made, um, is they clearly, if you're looking at the hierarchy of who is in the Heat core, obviously they were going to re-sign Jimmy. You can argue, you know, and I understand you can argue about you know the the length of the contract, but they were going to re-sign Jimmy. It was going to take a max contract. 
You know Bam is in the core, is in his core, and it's just a question of is can Bam elevate to being a superstar or is Bam the star that, you know, still gives you a little bit of everything but is not, you know, a dominant offensive player. Um, but we all assumed that Tyler Hero was going to be the third part of that core. And what the Heat told you was that Duncan Robinson, clearly they value him more than Tyler Hero. Uh, I, I still think, I know there's there's noise out there about maybe Tyler Hero doesn't fit with the Heat culture and perhaps he becomes, instead of somebody that you, you know, trade as the, the lead, uh, you know, the lead asset to try to get another star. Like, there's talk that they might dump Tyler Hero. I think that would be a mistake. But, um, you know, at this point right now, it seems like for Tyler Hero, if he's going to be on the Heat, it's fit in with this roster or you're not going to be there for a long term versus somebody like Duncan Robinson, who they look at and say, yeah, we absolutely need his shooting. He's one of the best in the NBA, and this is the going rate for great shooters. Fit in or fit out. That's basically what it is for Hero at this point. I, I didn't want to actually use those words. <laughs> I know you did. That's why I did it for you. <laughs> um, with Tyler Hero, I agree with you. If I'm the Heat, though, and I Tyler Hero goes on one of his streaks of 10 games in a row, I sell high because I worry so much about him just being Kyle Kuzma part two. Just being that guy who you always know the greatness is there. He's famous because he's good-looking. He's famous because he's an Instagram model, but he never quite reaches that basketball stardom because that's kind of what Kuzma is now. Because I keep hearing how good Kuzma is as a shooter, but he never really is that great of a shooter. Well, but I, I think the problem – yeah, I, I would tend to agree with you about Hero, but here's the problem. Hero makes is still in a rookie contract, so – if you want to get something of significant value for Tyler Hero, like yeah, even if you even if the idea is sell high, even if the idea coming into this year is, you know, he's going to be on a roster, hopefully we find the sixth man role and he goes on a streak and then he becomes um, you know, more of a trade asset, like who are you pairing with him to go get, you know, a big name? If it's like a Bradley Beal or even if it's somebody one step below that, like who are you you know, how are you getting those dollars to, to be even? I You know, the one thing that's out there right now, not to get too in the weeds, is, um, you know, they, they Andre Iguodala, who they did not um, pick up his $15 million exception. Um, there's talk that, you know, maybe they do agree on some sort of number that's part of a sign-in trade, and you package him and Tyler Hero uh, and maybe Victor Oladipo, and you can get like a $20 million a year guy. Um, but it, at, at some point, you might have to keep Tyler Hero just because the guys that you would want to trade for him, like they're going to be too expensive. Yeah, and again, you need some pieces that aren't max guys on your roster, and I know that breaks the mold of what every NBA team is doing with the big threes and all the super teams, but if you can have a guy like Hero who's on that rookie contract outperform his contract, then you're set. It is a, it is a way to try to win if they believe in Hero. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe they do really believe in him instead of doing the opposite. What other moves in the NBA surprised you? Because there was one move that surprised me on both ends and that I, I just don't understand. You want to go first? I mean, it is, you know, go, it is your show. No, we have you, and you're our <laughs> NBA insider. You have an NBA Jam shirt on, and for me, that makes you an NBA insider. Yeah, I can tell you all about Dwayne Wade and uh, Udonis Haslam's uh, you know, metrics in NBA Jam. It's a shirt I mean, I'm rocking. Wade's three-point line looks a little too green for me, but whatever. I mean, well, the thing is, like, everyone goes nuts about money, about the, the about the contracts. And, like, I don't – look, there's guys that I think got overpaid. Like, I don't think Jared Allen is worth $100 million over five years. But, like, I, 
there wasn't a single contract that I'm like, wow, this is one of the worst contracts that I've seen. Um, the Knicks, here's where the Knicks surprised me a little bit. Like, to me, I, I do, I do like the philosophy of, you know, not going all in for the whale and then, you know, falling flat on your face, which has been like classic Knicks for the last 10 years. Um, until like about two years ago. But if you're not going to go that route, you know, you're still tying up like three, four years into players that are not going to take you above being like a five or six seed. Like, so, I mean, if you could have gotten Evan Fournier on a one-year deal, if you could have brought Derrick Rose back on a one-year deal, I would have liked that a lot more. Um, but I mean, that I, I, here, here's to me, this is the most, this is the most surprising move to me. And it's a move that hasn't been made. The most surprising move to me is that it sounds like Kawhi Leonard is really going to treat free agency like it's free agency. Like there's reports out that he is going to listen to other teams. And I know all the indications are at the end of the day, he goes back to the Clippers. That would be my guess. But we don't, I mean, who the hell knows Kawhi Leonard? And if he's going to listen to pitches from other teams, like I guess, you know, I guess the Knicks could still be in the mix for that. You know, maybe a team like Dallas, which, I mean, you know, they I don't know what their necessarily their cap situation is. They re-signed Tim Hardaway Jr. They make a couple other moves. Goran Dragic, I think, is going to end up going to, to Dallas after he gets bought out by Toronto once, you know, that deal's consummated. Um, but the fact that, you know, Kawhi Leonard um, could potentially be on the move, um, I think is that, to me, is big a bigger surprise than anything that actually happened. Yesterday. Do you think no one's talking about that because of the medical, because of the partial ACL tear? Because I was wondering the same thing. And with Uncle Dennis in the mix, you don't know what the, the Kawhi camp is going to do or where he's going to go. You have no, like, I just feel like a, a team can come out of nowhere and end up with Kawhi. But I, you don't hear of a lot of teams also that left open the flexibility to get a Kawhi and pay that money. So I don't know where he would possibly go. Or is he that good, you think, where teams will they'll find a way and move whoever they have to to get a Kawhi on their roster? Um, I think it depends on the team. I think if you have like, I, I mean, I will say I've had this conversation with Evan Cohen, um, who's, you know, I'm a longer heat lifer than he is, uh, but he's a bigger heat fan than I am or anybody else at, at ESPN West Palm. Like as crazy as it sounds like does Kawhi Leonard necessarily, is he somebody that the heat would want? Coming like yeah, you would want all the good things about Kawhi Leonard, but in terms of the guy that's going to be the face of your franchise, would you be scared off by you know the uncertain medical conditions and the fact that like nobody has access to him and his uncle like basically runs his life? So uh, I think for certain teams it would be scary. I also wonder if like with Kawhi, we went through this a couple of years ago. Like he was the hot free agent out there, and so you know, is it become? Like we've already we've already gone that route. I mean, I know with LeBron, anytime he's a free agent and it looks like he's going to leave, like that's you know a huge story. And Kevin Durant, I don't know if Kawhi is necessarily in terms of sizzle on that level. Yeah, and I, part of that's probably personality and flair and lack of access for anyone to know who Kawhi is. Where LeBron, I don't know if you know this, but he likes attention a little bit. So he oh, kind of really? <laughs> King James like tattooed on the back of his on his back. That's one of the most impressive things I ever saw, though. When I first started working here, and I think you actually sent me down to a Heat game to work the first time. I turned around and didn't know he was behind me, and my face went like right into the small of his back, and I looked up, 
and just saw King James and it looked like it went across the entire room. Like that tattoo, he is, an, he is a huge man with a surprisingly hairy back. I would think with so that you don't kind have of money, he would take the hair says, off. Like Ken Levicka has not made you have a tattoo that says Ken Levicka live or like Ken Levicka is the sexiest human being on the face of the earth. I actually have Ken's face on my butt, but that's a whole oh, okay. other story okay. for another day. Another thing that's thinking of butt, <laughs> how does Tim Hardaway Jr. make so much money? How does he get these huge deals? I know he's a nice little player, but is he really a guy who should be approaching $100 million in career earnings? Like The Knicks gave him the first bad contract, so I was like, I get it. You got it from the Knicks. But now he's getting another one. How is he doing it? Is it because of his dad? I don't, I don't understand that but at all. It's not big. Like, But again, like, what is big, big money? So he gets what signs a four-year, $72 million contract, I think it was, with Dallas, re-signs with Dallas. I just feel that's like it's not huge money. Like, that's... That's like what a number three or number four option on a good team gets now. I know, but I just feel like I sometimes wonder why is he still in the league. And then I watch him play, and he is still pretty good. But He's, the he's most, a good player. I would have loved him not for that guy. contract, but I would have loved him on the Heat. I don't know. I just, he just underwhelms me every don't single talk guy. About the third, uh, don't talk about the uh, third biggest celebrity ever from uh, Miami Palmetto Senior High School. Who was the first two? I'm assuming you're number one. Um, no, actually, I should have said fourth because I should have put me on the list. <laughs> you didn't put yourself uh, in there? No. Only you would set that up and not include yourself. Well, I mean, look, like, you know, I'm a humble guy. Who else is from that school? Uh, you want number one or number two first? Let's, let's build up. Let's go number two. All right. Uh, number three, Tim Hardaway Jr. Number two, Camila Cabello. I don't know who that is. What? Who's Camila Cabello? Joe, do you know who? I know you guys are like, Pearl Jam, like, 24-7. She's a singer. Yeah, like, Fifth Harmony and, like, left Fifth Harmony to go solo and has become even bigger. I've never heard of Fifth Harmony. Are they new? Um, I, I don't, mean, they're, I don't they're, know about they're new. No they're no longer a group anymore, I don't But, think. like, are they, when did they make their music? Did they make it in the 2000s, 2010s? Like, in the last five years. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't know. I listen to satellite radio and ESPN 106.3. Of they course. play uh, breaking news. They play Camila Cabello on satellite radio. Uh, I've never heard her on Pearl Jam radio or Howard Stern. Sorry. Um, and well, number one, I, I, number one, um, he has a little bit of money, a little more money than Tim Hardaway Jr. Jeff Bezos. Oh, he's a good musician. No, I've heard of him. So you guys have basically the same career path, Bezos, JMP. Yes, yes I, exactly. I understand. When you guys go to the reunions, it must be a great time. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, then can I go to my deal now that I'm hosting the show? Can I talk about the problem I why have? Why are you asking? You're hosting the show. Who are you asking these questions? I'm, Joe. Joe Rigotti's in charge. Lonzo Ball to the Bulls, right? I think Lonzo Ball is someone I wish the Knicks went after. I think he's better than Kyle Lowry. I think he would have been better for the Heat. He's improved every Lonzo year. Lonzo Ball's better than Kyle Lowry? He's shoot, I think, what, at, what at this world? stage in their careers. Look at his numbers. He's gotten better every single year, and his shooting has gotten significantly better every year. Lonzo Ball would be the better player. That's not my biggest problem is, what are the Pelicans doing? Zion has already said he doesn't want to be there, and he asked them to keep Lonzo Ball, and then they move him, and I feel like they brought nothing back that makes Zion say, man, I want to stay in New Orleans. Uh, I think what they're trying to do is the general manager there, or whatever is team president, David Griffin, is trying to save his job. And when you try to save your job, you go out and make a couple of moves, overpay for you, – you do what you have accused Coquel the Heat of doing, which is you sign guys to four-year contracts and say, either we're going to hit on these or I'm not going to be here. He's just trying to make the playoffs. But Lonzo – like Zion wanted Lonzo. I feel like you can't – when you have a star player as good as Zion and you have a guy in an upswing, 
You keep those two together well, and build Zion, Look, Zion is good enough to be at the point where he's, like, dictating his terms. And I know there's apparent, you know, I know there's, you know, already rumblings that he wants to leave. But, I mean, there's one thing when there's rumblings. Do you worry about that when you have a guy that is in, I mean, he's, what, in his third year? So is he going to turn down a, so Zion Williamson is going to turn down a rookie max contract. He's going to turn down, what, 170 million dollars over five years, way more than another team can offer him. Like I, I, I think that's what they're saying is like, yeah, great, you can be unhappy. Um, this will change in a couple of years, and in the meantime, like we're not buying that you're going to turn down, you know, 170 million dollars from us. Isn't Zion a big enough star where he can make that all back in endorsements somewhere? I don't know. Where could he go? Maybe. Where could he go to make that endorsement money? Like the Mecca? If he goes to the Mecca, couldn't he make that money back? Like, that's what I'm saying. I, I just feel like, I don't know. You placate. Placate your star. Like, everyone here at ESPN West Palm should be bringing me water during the commercial break. You have to placate your stars around here, JMP. I almost called you Ken. So, wait. So, when you... So, so you want people to bring you water. That's like your star demand. <laughs> yes. you, have any star, you could have any demand, and you're asking, like... Jeff, our, you know, our sales guy, to bring you water during the break. I wouldn't ask Jeff. He works too hard. But there's a couple people back there that I'm not sure what they're doing. They give Casey Korth. Wow. They could bring me some water. I mean, come on, Casey. That's do something sound. around this here. Coco, give me some know. water. I'm, I'm hosting the show at noon. Give me a drink. I'm thirsty. Coquel using the manage, you know, he's managing managing people around and calling them out on the air and not calling them by name. Again, Ken Levick alive. Coquel in for Ken. JMP in because he's an NBA insider. JMP, one more AMP, uh, AMP, one AMP. more NBA hardball question. Were you going to call me like a word that you can't <laughs> say on the air? That was going to be the A. Uh, let's just move on from that. One more hardball question. Evan Cohn, you here five to six. He has another little radio show in the morning, Morning Men on Sirius Satellite Radio. I was listening to it on my way in, and he named some crazy song as the best concert sing-along song of all time. I want to know from you. Which one was that? I got to remember. I forgot. That's why I'm setting it up this way. Which one do you, your concert goer, weren't you recently at a concert? Yeah, Sunday I was uh, seeing, I went to go see uh, the Hella Mega Tour with Green Day, Weezer, and Fall Out Boy. Nice. Did you go on a time machine before you got to that show or what? Time to get the Fallout Boy? Aren't they weren't they like nineteen ninety one? No, <laughs> Jeff, Fallout Boy. Jeff, Jeff is here. Yeah, come in come in here. Finally. Come here. Finally, this, finally this, I get this the is, respect. This is how much of a suck up. The guy who you said you don't want to bring water is coming in and bringing you water. It's just pathetic. Um next time a little bit closer to room temperature. I told you I don't like it this cold. A little bit closer. Thank you. By the way, also, it was impressive that you named the band that was about 10 years younger than the other two bands as, oh, they are the oldest one. All right. Because Green Day's Fall, still good. Fallout Boy. Yeah, Green Day. They, Green, you know, Green Day is, are Rock and Roll Hall of Famers that were inducted their first. They were a first ballot Rock and Roll Hall of Fame band. They're pretty good. They're good. Green Day's good. They're not the best a, rock and roll band of all time. I'm not saying that. That's I'm clearly Pearl that. Jam, the only active real rock and roll band still going. But, I love Pearl Jam. Okay, but concert. What is the best song to sing along with at a concert? That's what I want to know. Evan named a song, Tom Petty song, and I can't think of which one which one it was. But which I one? Won't back Down, Free Fallen. I know there's a bunch. That's why I can't. But I think it's Better Man by Pearl Jam. Crowd sing along. There's no better song to sing to at a concert than Better Man by Pearl Jam. 
But the thing is, is that like the the answer, and I'm gonna go the same. Like I'm not gonna go with Better Man. Like Bruce Springsteen's my all time favorite artist. So I would say Born to Run, which is my favorite song. But like, aren't we gonna answer this question based on like who's your favorite band, who's your favorite singer, and no. pick 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 the big hit, pick one of the big hits from your favorite singer, and that's gonna be the. Because no. if you're not a Pearl Jam fan, there is no one that sang better. But this guy, oh, yes, there is. You don't even have to be a Pearl Jam fan. Eddie Vedder goes out there on stage, JMP, strums the guitar once sometimes, and the crowd just how takes many, over and sings you, the song. If you took 10 calls, I don't think there's many, 10 people listening anymore after this segment, true. but 888-760-3776, <laughs> if you're still listening, go ahead. If, if you, uh, you know, hypothetically, in this hypothetical that will never happen, um, if you took 10 calls and asked the question, have you heard of Better Man by Pearl Jam? I'd say nine out of ten. I'd say nine I'd out say of ten. I'd say about five or six. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Have you ever heard of Better Man by Pearl Jam? And what is the best song to sing to at a concert? Have you ever heard of Pearl Jam's Better Man? And what is the best song to sing to at a concert? 888-760-3776. JMP, we appreciate the time. I'll let you know how this poll goes when no one calls in. And then uh, that's because everyone knows. It's a silly question. Anytime, guys. Thank you for your insight. Coming up next, more insight, this time from Joe Rigotti. Must listen radio, ESPN 106.3.